0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. This is Jack Panda, and I bring you episode 25 of my daily audio vlog series. For those of you that are new, this is unedited, raw flow of feelings and thoughts that sometimes and oftenly take us to insightful places, but other times, unfortunately, take us nowhere. That's the risk of embracing the unknown. So today, what's flowing is sharing, coming together and creating a space to express ourselves and communicate, something that's lost sometimes today in the physical world thanks to the virtual. spend a lot of time on the virtual but then we feel quite isolated and lonely in the physical. So I want to talk about that and also I want to talk about squatting, I want to talk about barefoot, I want to talk about going back to nature and this trend that's rising and also something that I've been practising just Inherently, since I started traveling and went to India and Asia and discovered the squatting practice. So let's start with that, shall we? Squatting. Yeah, most of us sit on the toilet seat and that's how we're trained, right? We're potty trained. We're taught to sit down on this seat. But as soon as I went to Asia and found these you know, squatting toilets, holes in the floor, first of all, obviously, the, <laughs> the instant reaction is, oh my God, how disgusting. How uncomfortable. I can't even rest and relax while I take a shit. That's the first thought. (laughs) Because it's true, right? If you're not used to squatting, it's quite straining on the legs and, and the body in general. But after a while, once you get into it, the relaxation of the colon as you squat into a natural position, our natural pooing position. If you think, if you're out in nature and you wanted to take, as a woman, you wanted to take a wee, or as a man and a woman wanted to take a poo, how would you take it in nature you would squat right so this is our natural posture to take a dump take a poo poo Um, something that's been long forgotten since we introduced domestic toilets and it's obviously and been proven that it changes the way our colon acts and expresses itself as we go to the toilet with with the squatting position your legs are up with the sitting toilet position there down and that closes off and kind of puts a band-aid or puts like a pressure around the colon, not allowing it to relax and not allowing the poo to flow. And obviously you want the poo out, better out than in they say, right? So anyway, through my first trip to Asia, to India specifically, it's about six years now, I discovered this, I think it was more so in Southeast Asia. But anyway, I discovered this, I started trying it, it wasn't a bit. was too easy to begin with, I had to get used to it. But because of all these toilets, it was more like I had to, because there wasn't a toilet seat to sit on, or they were quite disgusting, so you had to squat just to not touch anything. So I got used to it, and then when I came back to Europe, a few months later, a year later, I found myself squatting on a toilet seat. I found myself, because obviously I probably, I don't remember correctly, but I probably went back to sitting on the toilet seat, And it just felt really weird you know and it's it's messy it's more messy as well because when you're squatting the bum is more open when you're sitting it's like the cheeks are together it gets a bit more messy you know it's like man this is weird right why would we sit on a toilet seat i mean it makes sense right it's comfy you read the newspaper but the efficiency of the poo and the cleanliness is just like makes no sense so anyway came back to europe and ended up finding myself squatting on top of toilet seats which is not always easy, depending on the toilet, some are a bit wobbly, some are not that sturdy, so it can be, the ones that I, I I fear the most are the ones that are not connected to the floor, but just come out of the wall, I feel like sometimes when I squat on top of them, they're just going to like, you know, <laughs> snap off the wall, but that hasn't happened yet, fortunately. but yeah, so... Kaka position poo poo position is one thing that i've been doing for years and i don't think i'll ever change back it's changed my my whole uh pooing experience for the better i'd recommend it to anyone there's there's this other thing today called squatty potty which is kind of an intermediate between squatting on top and sitting and it just props your legs up um, from underneath and it kind of uh simulates the same squat although it's not quite the same um but this this ties into posture and natural positions that we would therefore take before being domesticated, and that we now like sitting, the way we sit, the way we um, sit for long periods of time we're sedentary, we walk with shoes on, we've got clothes we've got all this like these layers of protection and separation from the physical world. If you think of shoes, I was watching this really interesting, I totally recommend talk on london real he was interviewing tony riddle tony riddle fascinating guy never heard of him i come across many new people on on the platform of london real and he's apparently calls himself a natural stylist or natural life stylist and uh just talking about how to rewild yourself right squatting hanging um being playful going going into nature and being barefoot and one thing that stuck with me was the shoes. You were talking about shoes, right? How if you look at the natural shape of our foot, the heel is is um, narrow, and then the toes widen out, right? So the toes are wider, the back is um, not so wide. Then if we look at shoes, especially these new trendy ones with the platforms at the back and this wide, funky trainers, the back tends to be wider than the front. What does this mean? Does that mean that we're like reshaping or deforming the foot so we're 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 allowing more space than necessary for the heel not allowing it to function properly this is what he was saying and the front toes are being cramped so this is changing the whole structure of our foot and it's also taking away our ability to walk or run properly like we're just running in different ways just changing the anatomy of the body you know it's fascinating stuff and obviously when we're barefoot, we also come into touch with different terrains, different textures, different temperatures. And this is a sensory sensory experience for the body and it picks up new information. Whereas nowadays in shoes, it's always linear. So it's like a bit sta- a bit more stagnant. Um, so it's, he calls it sensory deprivation through shoe wearing. And we could talk about that when it comes to clothes, houses, domestication in general. He's, he talks about the civilization as a form of zoo. And it's interesting to me that we look at zoos and especially like vegans nowadays they're to, they'll like point at zoos and call them you know a, a prison slavery for the animals um, discrimination of animals and it's true to a certain extent but isn't it only a reflection of ourselves in the zoo that we have created for ourselves this world of domestication we're so fond of and offers many comforts but as it has it always has it also made us more vulnerable and weaker in these comforts and has it brought stagnance and and disease and discomfort to the physiology of the human body because of this disconnection disconnection from its natural habitat feeling its natural habitat being stimulated by it like through the feet or spending, spending time in nature and feeling the different, exposing yourself, you know, exposing yourself to the elements. We've been tucking ourselves away from the elements more and more, and this could only make us less tolerant to them, right? Makes sense. So anyway, since yesterday, because I was listening to his story about how he ran barefoot from the north of England to the south, or Britain even, and I thought, wow, that sounds um, intense, you know? I'd never, I've been running one way the morning and walking barefoot backwards but i never really thought of running so i thought you know i'm gonna go out and i went out last last night for a run barefoot and man amazing i think i've been building up strength just by walking barefoot i spent a lot of time barefoot in general over the last few years especially in asia because of the climate but man it's a whole whole different experience running barefoot and it activates muscles in your legs that you never really normally use, you know? They're not activated. So I really feel the, the workout in the legs, they feel like, um, it feels more grounding as well. You're more connected, you're more in the body, you're more present in the physical body. And yeah, I totally recommend it, try it out. Whether it's a walk or a run barefoot, it's just a whole, whole nother experience you know running through the puddles feeling the water getting them a bit muddy feeling, you know, feeling the mud between your toes because a little bit rainy here yesterday now and again you get a little pebble and it just like pings at the bottom of your foot you know i don't know it just it just takes away that linear linear experience of shoes i guess so check it out a little recap of today's episode i talk about my squatting on top of the toilet seat how it's changed my poo experience for life since coming back from Asia. Um, then I go into go on to talking about Tony Riddle, a natural st- a natural lifestyleist, and how he talks about walking, running barefoot, and yeah, just rewilding the domesticated self that that lives now, what he calls in the zoo, the domestic zoo that we call civilization, city life um artificial disconnected from nature so rewild yourself feel get out in nature go barefoot squat i don't know sit on the ground (laughs) get in touch anyway that's enough for today running out of time hope you've enjoyed um i wish you gentle determination on your day and yeah thank you for listening if you've enjoyed Please share with your friends. Uh, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Ciao for now.